Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Well, hello, and always thank you for joining us. We're delighted to spend our time with you talking tech news. Uh, I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier, and we are Computer and Technology Radio. So thank you for finding us. Got a great show for you today. Got some interesting stuff we want to talk about. Why does tech die so quickly? I mean, and is there really a robocalling task force? I don't believe it. And later we'll talk about the Orville, one of Marsha's and my favorite shows. How are you? And good morning. Oh, oh, good, good too. Yeah, really. I hope everybody who's listening is doing good. Still recovering. So if my voice croaks out, (laughs) I have COVID throat. Um, Yesterday, I talked way too much and my throat just died on me. I was sounding like froggy. (laughs) So, uh, Uh, yeah, yeah. but uh, a lot of good stuff going on in tech and we have a lot on the show today. Plus, yeah, I can't of- wait for us to discuss the Borg versus the Kalon. I am like yeah. ready, ready. Yeah. But that's at the end of the show, folks. So yeah, show isn't yeah, that we'll long. Talk. So <laughs> all right. So I find myself in a position because I've talked about this for years. My internet issues, where I couldn't get high speed internet, and then now we have high speed, but the company's leaving the neighborhood, and I'm hoping to find an alternative. Oh no! Thinking- is the wait? Uh, bo, bo, bo. Is the company really leaving your neighborhood? Yeah. Yep, yep. The first company went bankrupt. Then the second company came in, and they couldn't figure out how to make it work the way we're supposed to. They're trying to get an alternative for us. But if they go, I could be back to 5 megabits per second from the 80 to 100 I'm getting now. So, you know, in in the back of my head, I've been thinking about Starlink, which is not yet available. here. I mean, it's not available yet, so I can't do anything about it yet. Do you, like, check every day? Do you go to the Starlink site today, click, today, click, today? Well, no, I haven't yet. I mean, they're staying with us till November, so I've got three months to kind of figure out this problem. But I've been thinking about, okay, maybe I'll try Starlink. But every time, Starlink rather, every time I read a new story about Starlink, it makes me wonder how effective this is going to be. So apparently Starlink's SpaceX satellite service is preparing to introduce high-speed data caps uh, in France. Now, that's in France. Doesn't mean, though, if it's in France and it works, they won't do it here. They sent a message to French users about the impending change. It's a pilot program starting August 3rd, so it's already started. Uh, Starlight is reducing their monthly service fee from 99, I guess that's lira, to 50 lira a month, according to the no, message. No, that's euros. Oh, euros. You're right. I'm sorry. A, a lira. You know, that's funny. What was the sign for the... Well, it doesn't matter. Anyway, so, uh, so according to the message that they're going to put a cap that once you exceed 250 gigabytes, which is a fair amount, um, that they will then slow you down. And you'll need to well, you pay know, more. S- Starlink, uh, even though you know it's been in North America for a while, uh, people have been experiencing drastically slower speeds here. Yeah, and big and that's due about to that. congestion and you know, uh, too many neighboring Starlink users using the satellite network. Just the problems we used to have before with dial-up right. internet, really. Exactly. Yeah, and I had to. You know, one of the reasons I, one of the things I tried through the years was the Hughes Network satellite. And it was awful. It was just awful. It was supposed to be 25 <laughs> megabits. I mean, I'm telling you, the worst. It was like supposed to be 25 megabits per second. It was five sometimes. They put data caps on. After you went over 50 gig, uh, you had a data cap. 
and you had to buy more from them. It, it was just awful. So it's a real dilemma. And, you know, hopefully they're not going to carry this to the U.S., but maybe they will. And maybe they'll get their problems worked out, but they got to get more satellites in the air. And that's the problem. Yeah, the, the, new, the new policy in, in France. But you have to remember, uh, in my conspiracy theory brain, Starlink must be also getting some data, right, from this. Right. And remember that Europe has all those crazy privacy laws? Yeah, right. So maybe, maybe, maybe that, that has something to do with it. But when you said that story and I read it, I said, well, I wonder how much data I actually use yeah, I, that's in my good house. Yeah. Okay, so here's how you figure it out. Great. Because I, I, I haven't done it, but I have the information here. Log okay. into your router using the yeah. admin settings or default, what is it, 192.162.0 and then 1. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, right, that. And on the menu, look for a statistics section. Huh. And you will find data usage in there. So when you go to the login screen, um, you obviously have to sign in. You have to remember the password. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's important information to find. Um, and it is written on the back of most routers, and most people never change it. So <laughs> you could be safe. Yeah, we'll so, have to check that and see. Absolutely. Like with a TP-Link router, you go to the router's status page, and you can see traffic statistics, which details how many bytes and packets have been sent and received. Which can easily be extrapolated into megabytes and gigabytes, right? Mm -hmm. And it will include any wired Ethernet connections you're also using. Yeah. Um, and I'm seeing the screenshots from this. It was done by LifeWire.com. Um, it gets a little more complex if you want to track Wi-Fi usage per device, but you can do it, but who cares? Right. Um, the most important thing is to see what your home Wi-Fi usage is. Yeah, it's very and, important. And if you want to really get a good picture of it, uh, you reset the router. Okay? So you'll get a new count from the beginning. Right. right. Okay? So do that. Um, on Netgear, you go to Advanced, Advanced Setup, Traffic Meter, select Enable Traffic Meter, and check the box. And then in the traffic counter section, set the traffic counter to begin at a specific time and date and click restart computer now. And on Linksys, do you love all this information? On Linksys, yeah, no. go to administration, then enabled, and select save settings to apply the changes you've made with the instructions I just gave okay. you. Well, that's, yeah, it's um, valuable stuff select, to learn. Select view log button to check the traffic between your local network and the internet. I think that's great information. Thank you, LifeWire, for, for doing this. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to do it because you need to see, and you'll get to see what, I, what devices are using the most bandwidth. Who the hell knows if, because I have a bunch of Wi-Fi printers in the house. Do you? Yeah, I, well, I have one that I use. Yeah, well, I know for freaking sure that the HP that sits next to my desk here in the office, it checks home. All of a sudden, I'll be sitting here and it goes... I can hear it checking somewhere, and I expect paper to come out of it. But no, I'm sure it's sending data, and I don't know how much data and you can find that also when you're in your um 
router by looking at the various connections. It's a little more complex, but you can figure it out. Yeah, I mean, to me, the the worst thing is because I stream a lot of 4K television, movies and series, and, you know, a lot of stuff's in 4K now. Finally, over the last year or two, you're seeing most of the new movies that are streaming are coming out in 4K. Well, you can imagine how much, you, you know, if you're watching three to five hours a day of television, you're going to burn through that uh, that data cap very quickly. So uh, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. So hopefully uh, Starlink will get their act together and we won't have that here. And I'll get my people around here to get our act together. And we'll see how exactly, it goes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah because right. the, we, we really should know how much data we are using, right? I mean, yeah. Great idea. It's, it's the mm. most important thing. Yeah. All right. So um, apparently if you thought you were going to buy the Tesla Cybertruck for under forty grand, and if yeah. you remember right, the Tesla Cybertruck looked like something out of the TV show Battlestar Galactica. Oh, it's absolutely, the, it did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Weird looking truck, but apparently it was supposed to be thirty nine thousand nine hundred dollars. They took deposits of ninety nine dollars back in two thousand nineteen, but apparently, according to Elon, oops, not so fast. Uh, the specs of the pricing are going to be different. Uh, he said he didn't anticipate inflation. They've had multiple issues. And even though it was unveiled three years ago uh, at a cost of four, just under 40000 or a single motor model for 50000 and then a multi-motor power for 70000 and then there are an additional 7000 for the self-driving. Who the hell wants that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, to self-driving. Forget it. You know, yeah. there was just an accident. Anne Hayes, the ac- actress... Yeah, Lost that was a strange story. Lost control of her car. She was driving a Mini. The, heart, the car blew up. And Is she's in the happened? hospital with severe burns. Yeah. There was, a when, real, there was a weird thing to that story, though, because supposedly she hit a car and then took off and hit and drove farther and ran into a, uh, a apartment complex. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. more to but, that but, story than we yeah, know Yeah, but yet. the weird thing is, is the house, uh, the car blew up. Yeah, which is, is just weird. I'd never heard that happen before. But anyway, uh, yeah. back to the Cybertruck. <laughs> yeah, so the, anyway, so the Cybertruck, so it won't be out apparently until at least 2023. Um, and if you might all remember the story about that where uh, Elon, it was supposed to be bulletproof glass windows and yeah, they right. shot, yeah, and they shot the windows to show at the, at the demo and it cracked the glass. So yeah. So there's some issues with it. Who yeah, knows if I that heard will the ever guy, actually come out? The guy responsible for that got fired. What I heard. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be. I don't blame Elon for that. He didn't build the now, car. Now, in a moment, you're going to talk about lucid. You're going to talk about lucid EVs. Yeah. But one of the things, and in, in this entire discussion of EV tech and the whole thing, yep. there's a tax credit, you know, and it yeah. changed every year. Mm-hmm. But one of the reasons now. Elon was very upset that his Teslas were not included in the tax credits anymore. And that's because it's an expensive car. The federal income tax credit for an EV goes up to $7,500. So bottom, and remember that's a tax credit. Yeah, and I I didn't realize that there was a price of vehicle attached to that tax credit. Yeah, I didn't know that. Exactly. And the fact that you've got such an expensive car with a Tesla, it doesn't qualify. Now, Tesla's biggest competitor, the Rivian, is also an expensive car. Yeah, it is. Which, when this happened, was kind of good status-wise for the Rivian. 
I'm sure I'm pronouncing it wrong, folks, but uh, it's spelled like that. Yeah. <laughs> and right. and it just made the Rivian another competitor for Tesla. And I think that was interesting because Tesla topped over 200,000 qualified plug-in electrics sold a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And for that reason also, it no longer qualifies for the tax credit. Right. So yeah, there are yeah. tax incentives for Tesla buyers, but it, it it's nothing like over $6,000. Yeah. Wow. That's very There's interesting. that Build Back Better Act that our president did. And then we can go over that for another show, but uh, it's not what it used to be. Let's put it that yeah. way. Well, it's interesting. Uh, years ago, when the first uh, electric vehicle came out, and I don't know if it was the Prius was the first one. I can't quite remember. But I remember saying, I'm never buying an electric vehicle if it doesn't stop being ugly. You know, for some reason, they didn't make nice-looking cars. Well, now everybody's making them, so they have some nice ones. And this company, Lucid Motors, hat came out with what is a really futuristic, what looks like an absolutely beautiful car. Not cheap. I think it starts in the 80,000 range, and then they had a dream something version that was 150,000. This was not a cheap car. Um, and they were going to be making about 20,000 vehicles per year. Well, guess what? All of a sudden, they're now forecasting that they're only going to make six to 7,000 vehicles and that was revised down from 12 to 14,000 in February. And now they're, you know, they're lowering that number again. Uh, they announced last quarter a 10% price increase to the models that are in production. And the car's available. You, you can, if you can find it, you can get the cars currently now. But apparently they say they revised their production guidance, which reflects, again, everybody's using this as an excuse. I'm sure some of it's true. I'm not sure all of it's true. But uh, supply chain issues. You know, when you have a problem with your company, you, it's the magic word, supply chain issue. And you don't know what that really means. You know, it was like in the days of the dot-com. If you had dot-com next to your name, the stock went up. If you, had, if you didn't, you know, nothing happened. So they say they have strong demand for vehicles. They have over 37,000 customer reservation uh, to get the car. And they only lost, let's see, $4.8 billion in 2021. So this, it's a very, very interesting deal, um, and we'll see what happens. I mean, the potential sale on those vehicles is $3.5 billion, so if they well, get these know, things built. You know, back to the tax credit. So yeah. the new bill provides a 7500 per vehicle credit to pickups, SUVs and vans, price less than $80,000. The okay, ceiling is, is 55000 but we're talking for these EVs, and they get up there in price. But here's the kicker. An individual's annual income is packed at a hun- capped at 150000 to qualify. Okay. So that's going to cut out a lot of wealthy people. Yeah, who, for sure. You know, who still are concerned with getting a tax credit. So yeah, there's a lot of ins and outs to the electric thing i still you know i love the look of the rivian it's such a cool cool car yeah it is um but you know i'm still I, they don't have the pricing with the plugging and the uh, going to a station to get the car i i just i'm not there i'm not ready yeah. for it i mean it's really interesting there's a bunch of companies as i was saying uh, audi jaguar polestar porsche mercedes cadillac BMW, Lexus, and Tesla. Those are, uh, you know, right now 
companies that are coming out with their electric cars. Uh, you're well, a big not Cadillac to mention fan. Fiat, Genesis, Hyundai, Jaguar, yeah. Kia, right? Yeah, Mercedes. Mini. Yeah. Ashton I mean, Martin is Porsche? coming out with one. Uh, I think Bentley announced an electric car to come out in a couple of years. So they're yeah. getting there. And do they all have the same size plugger? Uh, you know, uh, you that, know that's, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I assume I they do. I mean, I, mean, I think you know, they maybe do. Maybe we should get we should get an expert who's not a fanboy. You know yeah, what I right. mean? Yeah. An actual expert on the show. Maybe we'll look for that soon. Because there's so many questions to all the people who do not have EVs, and there's a lot of disappointed EV buyers. So yeah, maybe exactly. we can get the information out there for you. Yeah. All right. Uh, so what is this about solar net billing and batteries? I this was so complex. <laughs> I had yeah. to read read this issue like crazy. Okay. So the deal is, Mark, do you have solar on your roof? Correct. I do. I do. Do you sell excess back to the electric company? It never gets to that. I, I, See? I hate to say. <laughs> I mean, we have had two months this summer where we generated more than we used. So we had a virtually no real bill for that month, but we didn't get any money back. It just applied. Uh, so no, I haven't. Yeah. They don't pay you for any of the voltage you send to the grid? No, no, we don't get paid anything. Well, some people are purportedly. So I've heard. <laughs> Myth. Yeah, I don't know. It, it, it happens. I have been told. Yeah. But you see, some people are getting smart and they're getting like the Tesla battery. Mm -hmm. And instead of kicking it back in during the nighttime, they're running their house off the battery. Yeah, which is interesting. So, so the electric companies are not happy because they're not getting the extra electricity. Right. <laughs> So all the current costs of battery storage, installing storage solely for solar self-consumption, is not an economical consumer investment. Very expensive. Um, it's very expensive, and it hurts the grid. And then they, in the same study, they said net billing, as you said, barely reduces the grid costs, because right. especially if somebody has a battery... They're sitting on their own juice that they've made. I mean, the only thing that it does do is it keeps you in the lower tiers. So, you know, for example, Edison has three tiers. And then when you exceed a certain amount of tiers, you pay more for your electricity per kilowatt hour. So when you have, you know, at least the solar keeps you in the lowest cost if it doesn't generate net amounts, it does reduce it. So, you know, that's, that yeah, is a but plus. You know, when, when the solar people come to the door all the time and we lie, we say we have solar right? just to get rid of them. But, <laughs> but the deal is they're always pumping the net, you know, the money you get back. Yes. And, yeah. and it, it just doesn't exist for most people, at least here in Southern California. I mean, I would say in our case, we made money, uh, or we, I shouldn't say we made money, we saved money using solar, and it has been an effective cost way of doing it. I'm not sorry I did it. Um, and our, you know, we used to have electric bills in the summer that were fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars a bill, and the most expensive. Yeah, welcome to my world. <laughs> well, yeah, and the most I would say with what we pay for the the solar lease, uh, the most we've probably ever had since then is about six hundred a month. 
somewhere. So it definitely has reduced our costs. There's so no when are they now? Do they come out and maintain your panels? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Do they replace them if they're getting, you know, creaky? I mean, so far so good. It's been twelve years, uh, and I think I'm well, out of warranty. Well, they have a twenty-year. I think they have a twenty-year lifespan purportedly, but the warranty. I'm sure. What is that? Yeah, I think it's a ten. I think I, again, I'm not sure, but I think it's a ten-year warranty. So we're outside of that window. But they do check in all the time, and they have been out multiple times to service. And we haven't, you know, knock wood, haven't uh, had to replace a panel. So uh, it's still doing what it's supposed to be doing, and it's doing a good job, you know. So that's and, uh, our, and by the way, and our our goal zero battery that we have hidden behind yeah. the sofa that goes out to the backyard. Right. But you see it when you walk in and out. Uh, it's still charging. It's it's fully charged. We're waiting for the power outage so we can run our refrigerator and our yeah, stuff exactly. off of that. Exactly. That goal zero. I mean, they say it'll work. Three thousand watts of. Uh, it's gotta. <laughs> yeah. No. Gotta I work. mean, that's... and set up those solar panels so we keep it charged all the time. So that's our alternative. Yeah, I mean, I put in, I've talked about it on the air, I put in a generator a couple of years ago because we're in an area. But that's a gas uh, generator, right? That is a, yeah, that's a natural gas generator, which will always work unless something happens to your gas. You know, so you'd have to lose your gas and your electric uh, before you wouldn't have any power. But Can you, you know, start things- putting those little, uh, those little, metal bottles of propane on it if you run well, out of, one of the, if well oddly on. i mean oddly enough the uh one of the options which we did not do was to add a propane tank i just wasn't really comfortable even though they say propane doesn't exactly blow up i, know, I wasn't I comfortable know. putting a propane tank in my backyard so we did not end up doing that well just um, you know we have because over here we have a, a charcoal person and a gas person. So we have two barbecues, depending on who's cooking. Oh, so I see. Got it. we have the propane tanks, and I felt the same way that you did. I'm thinking, oh, this is going to blow up. I just know yeah. it's going to blow Hasn't blown up in 20 years. So, right, exactly. <laughs> there's that, because you t- usually turn in the tank, and yeah. they give you a new one. So I'm going to hope that somewhere in there, there's an inspection of the tank. Yeah, I you know I, I I am paranoid, and they say that God forbid the earthquake that you know everybody the big one, which is when it might be likely that you would lose your gas, you know when when that shuts down. Um, hopefully, we won't experience that. But otherwise, it's worked flawlessly. We had a our neighborhood. We had a power outage for four days, and we were one of the few people in the neighborhood that still had electricity, had our air conditioning, had everything you know, during that four day period of time. So good. they are worth it. They're expensive, but they're worth it. So, good. um, well, it's good okay. that some people can afford it, but you know, they have to get the price down for people. Oh, they do. Yeah. That's very expensive. Um, okay. So this morning I had three, eight minute apart robocalls from the <sighs> department of energy. I don't even know what the hype is. I think they're trying to sell you. They're obviously trying to sell you something. And it was nonstop. And all of a sudden, every day, 20, 30 calls a day. What is now, going on? Now, is this on? on your mobile phone or on no, this a is home. house line? House this is, line. I don't get them on my mobile phone. I yeah, interesting. I don't do. get yeah. them on the mobile. And for those who think we're dinosaurs for having a house line, yeah. there's a couple of reasons, especially when you're in earthquake land, is because one or the other, 
may go out during an earthquake. I was during the Northridge earthquake. There was no cellular service. Right. But they restored the home lines very quickly because emergency vehicles and all that needed it for, you know, solid wire to communicate. Right. Right. So for a safety thing, also people's alarm systems go through phone wires too. Yes. So, you know, if you lose your Wi-Fi at home, all of a sudden your alarm system, if you don't have a backup, right? either way, uh, ours runs off a, a regular copper copper wire line. But if that gets cut, then it has a backup of a cellular. Yeah, we have cellular on ours. Yeah. So, yeah, so we have both. Um, but it just I've noticed more on the landline. And maybe they think people who have landlines are more gullible. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe because of the laws, there's more danger, you know, of doing it through the... Uh, I really don't know. But I have been noticing a real uptick in smishing, which is SMS texts with, you know, ridiculous stuff. A lot of spam on my SMS texts. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's a ton. I mean, and so what is this task force? What, I mean, what are they doing? Well, with the new task force, attorney generals nationwide, they're getting together to cut down on illegal robocalls. It's not going to happen, folks. We're taking this fight directly to the telecom companies who are ena- enabling them. Yeah. Yeah. AT&T is making a bundle off of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's... Um, I can see where they may have some success with cellular services, but a recent study estimates nearly 80 million Americans lost money to phone scams during the last 12-month period. And the majority of them came from robocalls. So somebody needs to start prosecuting people and putting them in jail and making people whole for what happens. I just and that's another thing. You ever notice you're you're in a uh, class action suit? The only one that makes money is the lawyers. Oh yeah, of course. Absolutely. You as a victim are never made whole for Absolutely. for what happened no. to you. Yep. So uh, yes, yeah, yep. Yeah, purportedly, California and New York are doing this, and Texas and big task force. Let's see. Remember, beginning of August 2022. Let's see if the calls start slowing down. Yeah, well, here we are, August 2022, and I got 3,000 calls in the last four days. So, so far, it's not working. How's that task force doing for you? It's great. Thank you for all your hard work, U.S. government or whoever it is. You know, I'm going to try and find out if there's a California government person who was tweeting about the bipartisan anti-robocall litigation task force, and I'll send it to you so you can start tweeting at them. The number Perfect. of calls you're getting every day. Fair? Wonderful. I think that's a yeah, good, that, good idea. That would be, yeah, and I'll do the same thing. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah, let me know what you find. Uh, okay, what's the deal with ring camera data sharing? Well, you know, you and I always thought, hey, the ring camera, it looks outside. It sees who's walking in the street. Maybe it's a good thing. Maybe it's safe. It's not pointing into my house, right? Okay, so, you know, there's this fantasy. <laughs> that we have about how safe it is. Only problem about smart doorbells. And who is who is it made by? Ring cameras are made by Amazon. Who, yep. by the way, is starting a 
uh, primary care physician network and has a pharmacy. Why? Because they're good at it? No, because of the same reason they have ring doorbells. Data. Yep. Uh, Ring's privacy policy alone runs 2,400 words. And the terms of service will detail um, what it collects about you and how it uses that information. Trust me, you can go read it, but I'll tell you, it's a lot. They get your name, your phone number, your email, your postal address, and any other information you do when you sign up, uh, payment information, social media handles. So you got all that. They also get that you don't know about information about your Wi-Fi network, its signal strength, and it knows what you named your camera. (laughs) Any technical changes that you make to your cameras or doorbells, anything that's on the system, they have access to that data. Uh, In March 2020, a BBC information request revealed that Ring keeps detailed records of people's doorbell activity. Every time the doorbell press was logged, every motion the camera detected was stored, and details were saved every time someone zoomed in on footage on their phone. So in 129 days, 4,906 actions were recorded. Wow. Now, Ring says they don't sell people's data, which... Yeah, okay. But they are Amazon. (laughs) They don't have to sell it to anybody. They're already the people who need your data. Right. So, And also remember that your ring camera on your front door can record audio from 20 feet away, whether you like it or not. (laughs) Yeah. This is not good stuff, I have to say. Very disturbing. I I really think we have to start rethinking a lot of what we're doing. We have cameras outside. Oh well, that's the way it is to protect the periphery of the house, as you know, as well as our security system. Um, I think certain things you have to have, but I think we need to take a look at the companies we're dealing with, and and what's happening with the data. Yeah, it's very very disturbing stuff, and you know, we've been talking about this, and Marcia, you've been on this for years, long before almost anybody else was talking about data privacy and such. So you were way ahead of the curve. Yeah, but nobody ever listened. <laughs> yeah, well, now you they're know, listening. I wrote a book in 2010 about customer service on social media. Right. Everybody said I was crazy and blah, blah, blah. Well, now it's the thing. Okay, so yeah. go figure. Yeah, that's really something. Uh, okay. All right. Well, it is now the time of the show. We search the universe, the planets, and Best Buy for the buy of the week. Thank you, Paul. Um, okay. So this is, and I've had a couple of these in the last month or two because it's, you know, kids are going back to school. They start going to school in, uh, you know, now September, they're off to college and you don't want to necessarily spend a fortune buying them a laptop computer. You know, a, a Mac will be thousands, a PC three to 700 to 1500, depending on what you want. But for the most cases, the kids don't really need that much. You know, they're going to use it, which is what we all do. We use our laptops because we want to surf the internet, because we want to play video games, because we want to use word processing, and because we want to get email. 
Well, those are pretty standard things, and you can get all of those things on a Chromebook. So Best Buy has the Lenovo, which is a good name, 11.6-inch uh, HD. So it's an HD laptop. It's a Celeron N4020. Now, Celeron isn't the highest speed, but that's okay. comes with 4 gig of memory, 64 gigabytes of EMMC, comes in black, and it will pretty much do everything you kind of want it to do. It'll give you the, like I say, it'll give you the ability. It's got a touch, uh, no touch screen, sorry. The screen resolution is 1366 by 768. Uh, the, let's see, what else is on this thing? They usually come with, you know, some kind of software package that gives you a word processor and an email address and, and a multitude of other things. And you can get this for the outrageous price of 79 bucks. I know, that's 79 that's insane. Is that crazy? It's normally one thirty-nine. Again, you can get it for seventy-nine dollars, and um, it is available at Best Buy today. It is the Lenovo Chromebook Three, eleven-point-six uh, inch HD laptop, and I am looking. The model number on this is eight two B A zero zero one F U S, and that is available at Best Buy. And that is our buy of the week. You know, I think it's so great. But remember, when you've got a Celeron processor, you're not going to be able to mathematically calculate pi out to the end. <laughs> right, um, exactly. But, but if you're just using a computer for the onlines, it's perfect. Just perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Works well. All right. So what is it? What sites are not Instagram? What does that mean? Well, Instagram's kind of changed. Um, there are those people like me who like looking at photographs? I think of photographs as art. I think of photographs of kittens and puppies to be like every yeah, Saturday, just so you know. Uh, my first tweet in the morning is a cat. Today it was about a cat that, that was picture taken behind a car, a wheel of a car. So, you know, I love looking at pictures, but they've kind of turned Instagram into a quasi TikTok. I don't want that. I mean, yeah, that stuff is fascinating. But in my humble opinion, I don't need to be amused for longer than five minutes. And if you stay on TikTok, if you are on TikTok, you will be there. If you don't have great discipline to shut it off for a right. long, long time. And one of the problems is that myths are being spread on TikTok. Oh, this works and you should do this. Like, I... I there was a video that I saw where they suggested that young girls use calamine lotion as the base for their foundation. Well, oh, yes, right. that, that will work. And it works incredibly, except for the fact it eats through your skin and it could cause severe damage. So let's get back to the thing. People want to look at photos. Here are a few sites that you might like. And my favorite is an oldie but a goodie, but it's Flickr. Do you uh, go to Flickr at all? You know, I, I have in the past, but I don't. Not in a long time. Well, it's f l i c k r. dot com, and there are apps. I have been a professional member of Flickr till since I can't even remember. You friend people, you know. Um, you can be a member for free if you want to be uploading a ton of pictures. Uh, it'll cost you $72 a year, which really isn't that bad. Uh, free accounts include ads, but it's not horrible. It's really not horrible. 
Um, and and Flickr, uh, they monitor what's being posted, which is kind of nice. So you're not going to be scrolling through a bunch of pictures and go, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't need to see that. Has right. that ever happened to you? <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah, exactly. Oh, whoa. Okay. So Flickr, my number one recommendation. Now, some that I'm not very familiar with. Let me tell you about Vero, V-E-R-O. Looks very much like old school Instagram. Mm -hmm. And it's basically a simple version of Instagram. But you see, the problem is you may not have friends that are on it. And that is the problem with these other apps. I think you have a better chance on Flickr of having people on the platform to see the pictures. Um, yeah. But Vero is free, V-E-R-O. It's a good app. Uh, look at pictures. And then there's PixelFed, P-I-X-E-L-F-E-D, PixelFed, yeah, um, which is an open source tool that advertises itself as a free and ethical photo sharing platform with no ads, third-party analytics, or tracking. Um, but again, the problem is there's a learning curve. <laughs> Your friends might not be on it. But you could take a look at it. It doesn't have a lot of users. Um, and last, D-E-G-O-O, -O, not a social networking site, but you can make your photos public for anyone to see. You can arrange them in albums, share with friends. Uh, bottom line, uh, oh, there's also 500px, 500 pixels, which is interesting. And I'd recommend I've looked at that. And there, you can pay for it. You get a free version. Also, DeviantArt, another one, professional photographer site that has a lot of stuff um, worthwhile looking at. There are a number of places that you can find photos on the Internet without falling into the trap of watching amusing and entertaining videos that are mm -hmm. going to suck your life force out. <laughs> well, well, good information. Thank you. Uh, so you ever wonder how to find your Wi-Fi passwords? You know, sometimes you just forget, uh, you know, if it's not one, two, three, four, or it's not password or whatever, you might want to find where they are. So here's a couple of hints. If you're looking to find your Wi-Fi password, um, if you have a Mac OS, you can go to a system under system keychain in the uh, sidebar, click on password, find the Wi-Fi network you want, and it will show you your password. Password will uh, give you the opportunity to find that on Windows. Click Start, Control Panel, Network, Internet, Network Sharing, Settings, and you can play this back if you're listening, Network and Internet Status, Network and Sharing, uh, and then from there you go to Connections, you go to Wireless Properties on the Security tab, and uh, you can find your uh, network password there. So uh, that's just a couple of quick that's, tips. That's and, very uh, cool. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So Oracle. real quick, you you and I, and and we're gonna save why your gadgets die so quickly until next week. Mark, keep yeah, those good. windows yeah. open for next week because that's a good story. Needs more time yeah. than we have right now, but I think I can feel free to say that Mark and I are enamored with Seth MacFarlane's sci-fi series, The Orville. Right? Love it. You just finished Absolutely it last it. night. Okay, I, I haven't gotten to the end, so give me a break. Okay. I, he dies um, in the end, by the way. Who? They all they all die. They kill them <laughs> they all off. At the end of the show. They do not. They do not because there's going to oh, be. Maybe that was another four. one. Yeah, sorry. Never mind. <laughs> but the thing is, it's Star Trek on steroids. Um, if you think about uh, Picard, Star Trek Discovery, 
it's really not the old Star Trek. It's right. it's new. It's woke. It's and I'm using the word woke only because it's a new generation of Star Trek that right. is not. Um, when you're talking about the Orville, you're talking about episodes focused on ethical dilemmas, commentary about modern issues. And that's what made someone a Star Trek fan in the beginning. Mm -hmm. So the Orville is doing that again, and they're doing it beautifully. And with each season, they've thrown more money, and the effects are stunning. Um, and the editing is just perfect. So it's streaming on Hulu and Disney Plus. You should check it out. But there was one thing that I drew my attention. Because I'm a big fan of sci-fi villains... In the Orville, you have the Kalon. Yes. Which they're a, a, a race of robots, shall we say? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Non biological, were, they call themselves. Right. Not biological. And then you had the Borg right. in Star Trek, who were yep. semi biological. Right. I mean, you've also got the Mocklin, and, and the Mocklin are all male. Right. Mostly, and it's kind of Except weird. Except for an occasional and, female, which is ostracized if they have a yeah, female child. Yes, yeah, so that's all kind of weird. And to me, that's kind of a mix between a Klingon and a Vulcan. So, But they're not in it. Let's talk about the real villains, the Kalon robots or whatever, <laughs> and the yep. Borg. Who do you think? Who do you think would win? Who is the killer here? Yeah, well, I'm going to go with the robots, because they've got some really nifty killing devices on their heads. You know, yeah, their heads fly off with little guns. Their heads fly, yeah, like 14 guns fly out of the top of their head. So I'm, I'm probably going to go on the side of the Kalon in this case. But remember that Borg would want to assimilate the Kalon. Right. Right? Right. The Kalon would try to kill the Borg because of the Borg's biological components. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, so for those of you who don't know what the hell we're talking about, <laughs> which is probably most of you, watch the show and you'll understand. You must it watch yeah. it. You yeah. must. Who would win um, would probably be whoever acts first. And if the Borg had difficulty assimilating data, they would certainly have more difficulty in assimilating the Kalon, I think. Right. So I, I think the Kalon would eradicate the Borg. But I think it's fascinating, and some of the people who work on the show follow me on Twitter. Please, take this ahead. I know you can't say the Borg. You can't, that, that's not your character. But I just think it's fascinating because the show basically replicates everything we love about Star Trek. Except Only it's better. For a new I, era, yes. I actually believe that it's better. I think that the the stories are better, the writing is better, and if you even if you weren't a Star Trek fan, give it a shot because it's such a brilliantly written show. The acting is superb. The stories are fun and sometimes tearful, and yes. it is it really. I, I I am blown away by that show, and I'm afraid it's not coming back. They're moving it to Disney Plus. No, so they must, they must, they must. Because yeah, let's face it, yeah. Disney, they, they're going to spend the money. They Too many people yeah. love the show. It's set in the 25th century, which also is a good thing because that's not that far ahead. And no, right. notice they don't beam up people, yeah, that, which yeah. you know would save their bacon a whole lot of times. There's no beaming right. up. Yeah. There are tractor beams, which for those who don't know, if you have your ship next to a bad guy's ship and they want to trap you, 
uh, they will send out like looks like a laser beam that will right. suck in your ship so they can yeah, capture exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Just yeah. Just go watch it. I mean, it, right now it's on Hulu, and then like I say, it's going to Disney Plus. So if you have Hulu, you can watch all three seasons now. There's a lot of doubt as to whether or not that show will be back on because Seth MacFarlane and uh, one of the other actors I can't remember who is on the new show Ted. That they're bringing out. If you remember the uh, the teddy bear that came to life or whatever it was yeah. in the in the movies. So yeah, uh, yeah brilliant, brilliant show. I, I've, yeah, I mean, uh, CNET said that the Orville out Star Trek's Star Trek, and yeah, absolutely right, absolutely, absolutely right. Uh, one show. So, that's what else one are you movie, watching streaming? Well, I was just going to say it's it's going to be out at the end of August, and I'm really looking forward to this. It's Samaritan, which is Sylvester Stallone. It's kind of a, I don't know if it's a Marvel or a DC, but he's kind of like uh, the old days, you know, the guy that helps the people that couldn't be helped themselves. And he looks, he looks great. I mean, the guy's 76 years old. He's still playing kick-ass roles in the movies. And uh, that's going to be out, I think it's on Netflix or I'm not quite sure which, uh, maybe And a quick word about Batgirl. What the heck Yeah, that's a strange $90 million they spent on a movie. And yep. they've decided to shelve it. I heard it was just for a tax write-off, which makes sense. I don't know. It must be pretty awful. Anyway, that's it for us, everybody. Thank you, as always, for joining us. We'll have another great show for you next week. Uh, stay safe and uh, have a good one. So next week, we are going to tell you which of your devices is going to fail, how they're going to fail, and how to try and prevent it. This is Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen saying have a great week in tech, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought.